With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an emergency pod. Yes, that's right. Welcome to Harden My Take. I believe, Michael Brown, this is our first emergency pod here at Harden My Take, the number one podcast on the dreamshake.com, home of all things season rockets on SBNation.com. Uh, Mike, we've got breaking news. Well, I mean, breaking news for us because it's been about an hour, a little over an hour since this news broke, but... Uh, in the morning, people, uh, I guess, will be able to digest this news that we have uh, gotten this evening. We, First of all, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you, as always, Mr. Brenner. Uh, this is our first emergency pod, and I cannot imagine breaking down rockets, breaking news with anybody besides yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, same goes, the same goes for you, my guy. So uh, let's... Break it down. So uh, we learned uh, about four-ish, you know, mid to late afternoon uh, on Wednesday, July 1st, that Tabo Cephalosha would not be moving, uh, traveling with the Rockets for, uh, 
for the Orlando resumption of the season. That report came from ESPN's own Adrian Wojnarowski. And then around uh, 6 p.m. Houston time, 7 p.m. my time here on the East Coast, uh, we received a notification uh, from Sham Sharania of The Athletic uh, notifying us that the Rockets had signed one very exciting acquisition for the Rockets. Luke Bahamute is returning Well, I guess not really returning to Houston, but returning to the Rockets, uh, where he uh, last played in 2018. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of talk. You know, Mike, I know you're a big Tabo fan. Uh, You were excited about seeing him uh, in the resumption of the season. So let's talk about that first. Uh, Tabo Sevalosha not being a part of the team. What are your first thoughts, first reactions to uh, that news right there? So individually with, with Tabo not being a part of the roster, I was a part of the camp that if you found a better option besides him, I'm all for it. I, I, he's not a game-changing type player to me. Cephalosha is not. I think that there were options out there that if the Rockets could find a way to explore, I was all about it. This is one of those options. This is a name that in, in Lucas Arden Bamute that you brought up that I had totally forgotten about. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. This, look, the Prince, right, which is a fantastic nickname. You know how much I enjoy a good nickname. This is, I'm excited, man. Like, if you told me that we brought in a guy and I would be level 8 out of 10 excitement, it would be either Luke Rashad and Bamute or it would have been J.R. Smith, and we got one of them. Mm-hmm. And this this is intriguing. I, I'm I'm excited what this means. I, I'm stoked. This is a great move. This yeah. is a fantastic move. If he's healthy, which yeah. is the optimal term. If he's healthy, which is a big, big if. The Rockets got better with this move. They got they got better. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Mike. Um, here's the thing with with Tavo. I remember about, I mean, if you think about it, July 1st, a year ago, uh, was the beginning of free agency for, for this season. And now we're here a year later. Um, I remember um, a year ago, uh, around this time, I, I, don't, I, want, I don't know if it's the exact, the exact date, but I remember when the Rockets signed Tabo and I was like, this is like, this is perfect. It's a perfect reunion. Uh, bringing him with Russ, bringing him with James Harden, their teammate in Oklahoma City back when uh, Westbrook and Harden were teammates with the Thunder. And I was very uh, amped about it. I was pretty excited. Um, and, you know, he was a depth piece for the Rockets this year. Like you like you said, Mike, not a huge uh, not a huge part of the team. Like, I mean, there was talks about, you know, maybe if, uh, maybe if the Rockets had to bring someone on like they did with David Nwaba, um, that maybe that maybe Cephalosha would be the casualty uh, for that move. However, uh, when the Rockets decided to cut Hartenstein, it was like, okay, maybe uh, they, they trust Cephalosha. Um, and now with this news of him not playing in Orlando, I, I am a little bit disappointed because I was, you know, I think they're, look, do I think Cephalosha would have been part of the playoff rotation? No. Uh, but I think that, Having him there helps the team chemistry. Um, he knows Russ better than probably anyone on that team other than James Harden. Uh, you could argue that he knows him better than James Harden. So I think that that I think that was a look, it was a good signing when it happened. And 
what I like with Daryl Morey is he likes to keep, he doesn't like to burn bridges too often. I mean, I guess he did burn the bridge with Chris Paul, but this is a good example here of with Luke Bamute. Um, and you mentioned, I think the Rockets did get better with this move because uh, Luke Bamute, uh, on top of the length that he has, um, you know, he's, he's very good defensively. I remember there was one game with Luke Bamute uh, back in 18, uh, when the Rockets were at their peak, at their ver- at their apex. Uh, I want to say, yes, it was, okay, it was November 22nd, 2017. This is the game I'm bringing up. Uh, this was the 18th game of the Rockets season. They won this game by 30. You remember what this game I'm talking about, Mike? Uh, vaguely. Okay, so... I'll I'll try to provide a little more, but the Rockets basically uh, torched the Nuggets in this game. It was like not even a shadow of a doubt that the Rockets were going to lose this game. They were up 19 in the first quarter and 35 at halftime, and they would they would wind up winning this game by 30, 125, 95. Luke Bamute, guess what his plus minus was? Uh, probably like a 42. Higher, higher than higher oh, than forty. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like fifty plus, right? He was he a, a plus fifty-seven. Yeah. A plus fifty-seven, Mike. That's pretty good. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Like, and, and look, everyone had obviously, uh, you know, huge plus minuses in the game. Nene had a plus thirty-two. PJ Tucker a plus thirty-nine. Harden a plus 29. Like, obviously, like, the, the Rockets won this game, and then they sat all their guys, and then they let the they let the third unit go out there and kind of do their thing. Like, and and look, the, the third unit had, you know, a really bad plus minus. So, like, but when Luke Bamutu was in the game, the Rockets outscored the Nuggets by 57 points. He only played 25 out of a possible 48 minutes in this game. And, and like, that's just crazy to me. That, I think, is the the highlight of Luke Bamute as a rocket. Um, he only played 61 games that season, um, made a couple starts, um, but I think what he's most remembered for in his one season with the Rockets is the end of his the end of his um, season, which was very unfortunate because the rocket he was he kind of fizzled out. Um, he got injured late in April in a game that really didn't matter. Uh, and I, I remember how stupid that was. Do you remember how stupid that was when they like benched, like they, he got hurt in a game that meant absolutely nothing. Yeah. He hurt his shoulder, right? On a dunk. Yeah. Was it, it was on a, a dunk silly, or on a layup? Silly, silly like a very silly injury. And it plagued him. Like, I don't think he played the whole first round. Um, and then in the conference finals, he was uh, mediocre at best. He just wasn't himself, and that was so unfortunate because that was, like, the end of his Rockets tenure uh, for part one. Now we get a part two, and I think that there is a legitimate chance that Luke Bamute cracks this rotation and gets some gets some meaningful playoff minutes. Oh, there's no doubt. And the the main difference in the two between Cephalosha and Bamute is Cephalosha is listed at 6'6". He doesn't play like he's 6'6". I think he plays more like he's like 6'4". I think he's a decent rebounder, but I don't think he's a great rebounder. 
Bamute is 6'8". And I think Bamute... Okay, let me ask you this, Jeremy Brenner, mm-hmm. one who knows all. What scares you more? A threesome matchup of Jeff Green, P.J. Tucker, and Bamute, or Jeff Green, P.J. Tucker, and Cephalosha? I would go with the former, with Bamute, then Cephalosha. That's why you make this move. Mm-hmm. It's because Bamute is interchangeable with guys like Jeff Green. And it was really interesting today with what D'Antoni uh, said. He named two guys specifically, and I don't want to butcher it, but I know Jeff Green was one, and I want to say Damari Carroll was – is it Damari Carroll? He had a quote today when he was speaking, and it was – he named Jeff Green, and I want to say Damari Carroll was the other guy that he said are going to get legitimate minutes in the playoffs. And there's a theme here, right, cutting Isaiah Hartenstein – and signing a guy like Bamute, you're going all in on guys that are like 6'6 to 6'8. Well, yeah, because when you go up against the Clippers, the Clippers come to mind because everybody can just switch on to everybody, right? So if right. Lou Williams has the ball and Montrez Harrell sets a pick on him and uh, let's say Harden and Tamari Carroll have to switch, well, that's a pretty good switch, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, the issue was when we were playing the Warriors – Clint Capella couldn't cover whoever he was being switched on. Right. I like Bamute allows you that if you have to go to the second unit to switch everything or continue to switch everything. That's why I'm so intrigued by this signing. If he's healthy, that's Mm -hmm. a huge caveat. But I will tell you this. If there, there was a wink, wink, I think between Bamute and the organization of, look, I'm ready to go, and I may – he got other offers. You're going to say – anybody who tells me that Bob Mute was not getting other offers besides the Rockets, I think is nuts. A guy who's 6'8", going into an unforeseen, crazy bubble, a guy who's played nearly 700 games in the league, teams mm-hmm. were asking him if he was healthy. He wanted to be a Rocket because I think that familiarity with the organization, a chance to have meaningful minutes – a chance to play with a guy like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, just like Cephalosha was uh, familiar with Russ Westbrook, Bamute was pretty familiar with James Harden too. So I think that that relationship is there as well. So mm-hmm. cautiously, I give this pickup. If I had to grade it, this is a B plus. With the option, the that's the 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 floor, the ceiling. This could be an A if he's healthy and can give you legit minutes. This this. This is special. Has the opportunity to be special if it works out, you know, the, the, the chips fall in the right way for the Rockets. This was an ideal signing if you had to get rid of Cephalosha. Right. And look, I don't – for the first half of this podcast or the first 15 minutes of this podcast, we have made Luke Bonmute sound like LeBron James. <laughs> and, I'm, and the thing is he's not. Um, so let's kind of discuss the downside of this this move. Um, sure. First of all, if Tyler Cephalosha opts into Orlando, I don't think this move is made. I don't think that this was a, an upgrade. I think this was a oh we have an open roster spot, so let's just bring back let's bring back LMAM. So I don't think that the Rockets were planning on making this move 
unless Tabo sat out. Maybe they were kind of like wink, wink with Tabo, and they said, hey, like, if you want to sit out, like, it's okay. <laughs> like, I don't, that might have happened. I don't think it did. Um, I think that the team was very willing to let Tabo Cephalosha go and play in Orlando. But the thing is, I, I don't think they're necessarily, I think they're disappointed, but I think that adding Luke Bamute makes it a little bit better. Um, and kind of, it, it cushions the the wound a little bit. It cushions the, the fall. Um, and look, Tabo Cephalosha, six foot six. Luke Bamute, six. The thing is, Luke Bamute might get some minutes at the five if he ever gets minutes. Um, but also let's let's take a look at uh, like look Luke Bamute has not played a game a, a professional basketball game in over in almost two years. The last time he played in a game was with the Clippers. He played four games with the Clippers and has not played a game since October twenty third, two thousand eighteen. So that's difficult to get a guy that has not played in two years just you know imaginally it magically just you know whoop de doo let's put you in a basketball game it's not gonna happen like that and I would expect Damari Carroll and Jeff Green to get the minutes before Luke but I think that Luke gives you a little bit more flexibility because he can like the reason why the Rockets were so effective at least in against the Warriors in the regular season in 2018 was because Luke Bamute could guard Kevin Durant. Luke Bamute has that potential defensively to guard those guys. He, I could see him guarding LeBron. I could see him guarding Anthony Davis. I could see him guarding Kawhi. I could see him guarding Montrezl Harrell. I could see him guard Nikola Jokic if the Rockets ever face the Nuggets. So he has that potential to guard bigger bigger get bigger guys than a Tabo Cephalosha. But also because Jeff Green and Mari Carroll have recently played in the NBA um, and they, they were with the Rockets since February, I would expect them to get the minutes over Luke. Um, but I think like you said, Mike, if that ceiling is there, this could, this could be an A if, if the Rockets can really uh, strike gold and get it right. Well, and it's not to make it sound like he's the next coming of Michael Jordan, right? To me, the, the, the spectacularness of the move is defensively. It's purely defensively. I'm not even thinking about offense with Bamute. If he gives you anything yeah. offensively, it's a bonus. It was kind of like Cephalosha. I mean, Cephalosha, yeah. you know, it's like he averaged 2.3 points. This is 100% defensive-minded move for me, and that's why I love it so much. Because of the defensive possibilities that you brought up, I mean, not only do you, can he cover those big guys, you know, if you need him to cover a guy like a Lou Williams, you know, if you need him to spend a few, if Lou Williams gets hot, you know, hey, we need you to go stick on him. The, the length. His length is not something to take lightly in these playoffs. You know? That's what the Rockets want. The Rockets want guys with not necessarily height, but they want length. They want to interrupt passing lanes mm -hmm. and get in, you know, get out on the run. That's what uh, that's what Bob Mute can give you. 
once again, you know, if he's healthy. The other thing is, I look at the, the value slot on your roster and where you put a guy, right? So, Bob Mute, I mean, playoff rotation-wise, right? Real quick. He's not in your starting five. So, let's say Eric Gordon's in your five. So, that leaves, coming off your bench, Daniel House, Austin Rivers, um, Jeff Green, Damari Carroll. That's so let's nine. This, let, let's backtrack here. So, your starting okay. five, Mike is Russell Westbrook at the one, Harden at the two, Gordon at the three, PJ at the five, and who else would start for you? Covington? Covington. Okay, so that's your starting five. And then you have you have Austin Rivers, Daniel House off the bench. Mm-hmm. Jeff Green, Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll. McLemore. Yeah, Nakamura's 10. Uh, um, I mean, that's a good 10 right there. So the, the great teams in a not, you know, the great teams in the league find anything beyond 10. What would you say? I mean, it, with D'Antoni, I mean, it's been like eight. But I think the longer rosters probably go, what, nine or 10? Anything after 10, you need a specialist, right? I like to call them a specialist. Yeah. Look at a team like Milwaukee. A guy like Kyle Korver probably is their number nine or ten guy. He's specifically a three-point shooter. A specialist. Correct. Bamute could be your defensive guy. He could be your, in a pinch, a guy like LeBron just to give him a different look. The, the question that I have for you, and I, I think I want your opinion on it, but also the way the, re- the rest of the league is going to think, there hasn't been any tape on Bob Mute in the last two years. If you're the Lakers getting ready for the Rockets in a seven-game series, and Bob Mute's not played all that much, but the Rockets know he's healthy, that could be a competitive edge that the Rockets have is the fact that nobody's going to know what he looks like coming into a, a series or a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the team he was with most recently is the Clippers. So maybe the Clippers know him a little bit better. But like, like you mentioned, he's only played in four – he hasn't played in almost two years. It's been October 2018, the last time he played in an NBA game. And for a lot of the last 15 games that he's played in the NBA, he's been injured. So, And that includes that, – that obviously includes the playoffs um, for the Rockets back in, back in 2018. So I think – look, the Rockets know him better than anybody. I think that he has had the most dialogue with the Rockets. They – Took him in for a workout back in March, uh, when the buyout market was um, was coming about. So the Rockets have been in dialogue with him for months, um, and they they know that he's healthy. I, and look, if the Rockets wanted a look, because here's when they made the first move with Nawaba for Isaiah Hartenstein, they took advantage of the situation. They knew that David Nawaba was not going to play a lick in Orlando because he's still rehabbing his Achilles injury and they had him as a team option for next season. The Rockets could have done exactly the same thing here with Tabo. They could have said, you know what? Tabo's not going to play. Let's shrink our roster a little bit. Um, and let's bring in somebody uh, that, because look, here's my thing. If you knew that Cephalos wasn't going to play, at, at this time last week, when when the Nawaba Hartenstein stop, uh, swap happened, if you knew that Cephalosha wasn't going to play, wouldn't you just swap Nawaba and Cephalosha 
and just call it a day? Because right. there's, right. no, there's no harm, no foul. You have Hartenstein, who you've had in your system for the past two years consistently. So, first of all, I don't think Cephalosha came to a decision until today or in the last two days. They brought in Luke Bamute because I think they see a legitimate chance for him to get minutes down there. I agree with you. I think that he is number 11. Um, I think that the only person, the only people that he has for sure beat in the rotation are the two-way guys and maybe Tyson Chandler. Um, I, I think there's an opportunity for Tyson Chandler to get minutes too. But like you said, this is more of a defensive signing and you bring in a guy like Luke Bamute for his defensive purposes. And I think if they really wanted to, they could have rehabbed a guy that would have made a lot more sense for their system long-term. But I think the Rockets are also looking to improve their team for Orlando. And I think that's why you make this move. And look, I don't, like you said, this is a very small move. It's a specialist acquisition. So you're acquiring a specialist to be your 11th guy. It's not, and it's not necessarily going to move the needle one way or another. But what you do provide is someone with over 700 games of NBA experience, a chemistry with James Harden and P.J. Tucker, and uh, a guy that knows Mike D'Antoni, a guy that Mike D'Antoni trusts. And that might be the most important reason why you sign a guy like that, because D'Antoni was able, even injured in Game 6 of the Conference Finals, he still played Luke Pamute. Probably he shouldn't have, but despite being super injured, he still played Luke Bamute. So that has to say something about how Mike D'Antoni feels about Luke Bamute. Now, granted, that was two years ago. But they wouldn't have brought him back if they didn't feel that way, I don't think. So let, let me ask you this. Would you, would you have cut – not cut, sorry. Cephalosa stayed home. Would you rather have brought back Hartenstein or signed Bamute? Um, well, if I think, I don't think they would be able to sign Hartenstein at this point because they just waived him. But I, I think that, I think the reason why, I think the reason why the team cut Hartenstein is because his money was going to be guaranteed really soon. And the Rockets saw this as an opportunity to kind of, you know, say like, you know what, like Isaiah's not our guy. Like he's just, you know, let's, let's give him an opportunity to be a guy somewhere else. Um, I don't, I don't think that I, I, I would make the, I would be perfectly okay with doing this move again. I, and look, here's the thing. I'm a big Daryl Morey guy. And the reason why is because honestly, Daryl Morey has not made the correct move every single time, but at least he's doing something. Yep. And the only, look, Ba, uh, what's the the Warriors guy? What's his name? What's Which the one? executive of the year? Bob something? Oh, Bob Myers. Bob Myers. See, Bob Myers wins executive of the year. Why? Because he has the best team, and he and he knows not to touch it. Because Bob well, Myers some credit draft. Look, I mean, drafted yeah. really well. But, also, but then it gets like, why? Like why rant. should you win executive of the year in 2018, 2019? If for a guy that you drafted 10 years before, like to me, like 
just because you make one decision 10 years ago doesn't make you the best at something 10 years from now. But also, the thing about Bob Myers is that he knows when to touch the team, when to make a move, and when not to make a move. And sometimes the best move, Mike, is to not make a move. But that's only the right move if you're the champion. And Rockets are not the champion yet. And Daryl Morey knows that. And if you're not the champion, that means you're doing something wrong. And if you're doing something wrong, that means you need to do something differently in order to try to be correct. And Mike D'Antoni, or excuse me, Daryl Morey might be totally incorrect with this move to cut Hartenstein. Hartenstein could be the next uh, Yao Ming, for all I care. That, that could happen. We don't know. Um, and look, this Westbrook-Chris Paul trade could have been a total disaster. We don't know yet. The Thunder might win the championship and might make uh, Daryl Morey look silly. I doubt that will happen, but you never know. But also, even if that does happen, even if the Thunder do make it further than the Rockets this year, I I won't complain because at least he was trying to do something to change the current situation of the team. And if the current situation of your team is not a championship, then you got to try to change it so that you can get to that place. So here's the, here's the two things with Bob Mute of why this is such a good move. Number one, you can't teach size. And Bob Mute has more mm-hmm. size and more length. And the Rockets can't teach a little bit of size. <laughs> Correct. 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 And the other thing that you can't teach is you can't teach a guy's already established familiarity with your team's system and with your team's coach, which Bob Mute has. So while I may not have been as high on Bamute as a guy like a Iman Shumpert. I like Iman Shumpert. I would have liked Iman Shumpert in this spot either. Either either guy I would have been okay with. Shumpert I might have been a little bit more excited about just because he's been in the league more recently. But if Daryl Morey is telling me, hey, we're signing this guy for the rest of the year, then I'm all for it. Because he deserves – there are fans that are like, well, the guy can't win a title, so I don't trust him. I'm like, no, that's not it. At least, like you said, he's a guy that continues to try and continues to try and put different pieces. And I think Daryl Morey has shown that we can trust him. And look, if you're, if you're asking me going into this bubble, who would I rather have on my team, Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? It's Russell Westbrook. Not even close. It's not even close. Because it's going to be a running gun type game. And Chris Paul is older. And the mental nobody a lot of people or some people are talking about this but the mental toll this is going to take on these guys is not going to be easy it's not going to be easy and i think russell westbrook is in a better spot to handle it than chris paul is that's just my one man's opinion but yeah i think this is a good place to park the rocket ship just just for a quick spin today um you know mike no, you have a super busy schedule. Uh, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> call, answering the bat signal. I think that was that's a good that's a good reference analogy for it. Uh, you answered the bat signal about an hour ago when I said let's let's jump on and pod. And uh, super grateful for you. This is our thirtieth episode. I know I said in the last one that it was thirtieth, but it's an emergency pod, so uh, we can uh, excuse that for now. So. Um, today was supposed to be the release of part two of our schedule, uh, analysis that will come out next Monday, uh, instead, and we will continue our schedule, 
for the next couple of weeks until the season returns just four weeks from today, July 30th. Uh, one day closer, Michael Brown. Uh, drop your Twitter handle down for the listeners so that they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me at UHBigRedHackGuy. And as you listen to this episode, let's make sure to continue to have Slim Jim and the Pocket Rockets trending not only citywide but worldwide yes. as we Amen. make our way to the bubble in Orlando. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y. B-R-E-N-E-R, and be sure to follow the Dream Shake as well on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. Uh, be sure to give them a like on Facebook. Every every article and podcast episode we have goes to our Facebook feed as well. So if you f- like us on Facebook, you won't miss a single episode or article. Or you can go to thedreamshake.com and check us out there. Uh, we are the home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Harden My Take. And until next time, go Rockets.